The Pre-Paces podcast is brought to you by two brilliant sponsors. Paces Ahead is a fantastic four-day face-to-face paces course run in Brentford, London. They bring you a whole host of patients with fascinating stories and reliable signs, and these patients are absolutely delighted to allow you to hone your exam skills prior to exam day. Some of the patients actually are used in the exams themselves, and the next courses are running from the 20th to the 23rd of May, and then I will be helping out on the course running on the 28th to the 31st of May. Please do come and say hello. I'd love to have a chat and hopefully help you on your way to passing your paces. But if you can't make the course for whatever reason, our other sponsor, Pass Test, has got you covered with their market-leading online revision resource. There are tons of videos which help you revise from the comfort of your own home. And most listeners that I've spoken to have said this is equally essential for your paces success. But that's enough for me for now. Let's get into this week's episode of the Pre-Paces Podcast. Welcome to the Pre-Paces Podcast. Dr. Sam Williams here, as always, and we all know that as part of your revision for Paces, many of you will have spent hours on end with friends and colleagues going to see patients with interesting signs on the wards. And I thought for this episode, we would take a look at how you can be the best revision buddy you can possibly be and hopefully mean that you and your revision buddies can work as a team to successfully pass Paces. And it wouldn't be right to try and tackle this aspect of the exam without inviting my very own Paces Revision buddy to come along for the ride with me. Joining me today is Dr. Becky Crook. After completing our core medical training together in the seventeenery, Becky moved to Liverpool to complete the Diploma for Tropical Medicine and Hygiene before returning to Seven to complete the Internal Medical Training Programme. So Becky, thank you so much for joining me. Happy to be here, Sam. And... Becky, I've got a couple of questions just to start us off. The first question is, how did you find revising for paces in general? And then question number two is, how did you find revising for paces with me? A loaded question there, Sam. So I was quite lucky in that my house was full of revision at the time with my other housemate doing her paces revision and the second one doing her surgical exams. We all got to live in a lovely revision bubble together. Um, it's a long road is paces so you have to look after yourself and look after those around you and I did go slightly mad but we're over it now so it's fine how did I find revising with you Sam a delight of course Um, it's it's very helpful when you can revise for paces with your actual friends so that you can keep yourselves together and keep going so we made it through together and we're, we're still pals. So it can't have gone too badly. Couldn't agree with you more, Becky. And you, just going back to what you said about revising bubbles, you were in a bubble before actually being in a bubble was cool. So you were actually two or three years ahead of the curve on that one. So Becky and I have compiled a list of top tips of how you can be the best revision buddy to give you and your revision squad the best chance of passing paces. So without further ado, let's get into it. So the first thing which we have to think about when we're thinking about constructing an Avengers squad of revision 
chums, friends, buddies, is how many people to include in this exclusive group. So Becky and I have had a chat about this. So Becky, do you want to talk us through how many is too many when you think about the group of people who you join to revise for paces? Well, so our, I think our consensus agreement and our official podcast advice is that three is the magic number. This three doesn't have to be the same three all the time, although it's nice when it is. But any more than that, and we feel like it sort of starts to fall apart a bit again. This is for three reasons, really. So when you're examining people in hospital, it's often out of hours. Everyone wants to go home and have dinner. So your time is precious. With three people, you've got enough time for each of you to examine the patient and get what you need to out of the experience. You also each get a chance to play a role in the revision process when you're seeing patients. With any more than three, really that starts to become a bit overcrowded. It's particularly useful to have this sort of number when you're practicing station five. When you've got three of you, one of you can be the candidate, one of you can be a mock patient, and one of you can be an examiner, and you can each go around taking in turns, feeding back to each other. So that's why at the Pre-Places podcast, we say three is the golden triangle. One of the things which is really important is that, as Becky said, it's not just, it doesn't have to be the same three people. You can, people can be transient movers within your group, but, but certainly we found, Becky, that it was always a lot more fun if you went around with the same people. And what it meant as well is that you've got a good idea of each other's strengths, each other's weaknesses, which we'll go on to a little bit more later. And the second tip, which we sort of discussed between us, was about being proactive in this process. We've spoken about before on this podcast, the fact that when you're revising, you basically, part of it is seeing as many people as possible, seeing as many patients, examining as many signs as you possibly can. And part of this means you rely a lot on the wider hospital community to signpost you to appropriate patients. In our experience, most PACES cohorts or candidates set up a WhatsApp group, and it's important to invite the relevant people. This might include however many within your cohort of IMT trainees. It sometimes includes trust grade doctors and often registrars don't mind being part of that as well. But if you really want to be a driving force and be the best revision buddy, try and be really proactive and post regularly on the group. Make sure you are asking regularly about any specific types of patients you need to see and also post up patients that you've seen who might be interesting paces, cases for people to examine. Becky, you and I worked on the same job in the first rotation of our CT1 and then we split off into different specialties, didn't we? And that can bring its own benefits, can't it? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, because we've done different jobs in the past, some in seven and some in different specialities, um, we were able to ask friends who were already registered in different areas to give us a bit of their time to help us practice with them. So you can sort of bring in links from other places and share your resources, basically, which can be super helpful. We've talked a bit about how you get IMT trainees involved who are going to be your direct buddies. But how do you get consultants to get involved? Because that can be a tough one. So what I thought was consultants need a slightly different approach because they don't always want to be or have their personal WhatsApp number on a PACES WhatsApp group. But what can be really beneficial is just sending a round robin email to every consultant in the hospital, which I'm sure they would all love to open. But the ones who are really keen to teach will reply 
and they will give you dates which are suitable for their teaching. And Becky, you had a particular story about one consultant at the hospital which we worked at, which was pretty surprising, didn't you? Yeah, so um, some consultants are so into teaching that at 10 o'clock on a Saturday ward cover shift, they will summon you for PACES teaching because they found out that you're in the hospital. And that was very unexpected, but very helpful. So you never know. Yeah. And just goes to show that sometimes you might not expect that of the consultants. You might think, oh, it's, you know, it's a weekend, they're on call, they're going to be really busy. But they are really keen to teach sometimes. And then the last thing within our be proactive tip is doing a bit of the legwork, which essentially means at about three, four o'clock on a normal working day, if you've got a plan to revise at a certain time, head around the hospital looking for appropriate patients and that is done even more effectively if there's a team of you doing it. Obviously, there's lots of wards in hospitals. So working as a team, splitting up, each going to separate wards, and then bringing back a long list of patients for you all to see and revise from. So, Becky, what is next on our list of top tips? Tip number three, be reliable. As in all things in life, you've got to be there for your pals. So if you set a date and a time that you are going to revise together, don't bail on it, basically. It's it, all of our time is precious and setting aside paces revision time is important and it's important you do it with your buddies. So make sure you're there even when you're knackered. Uh, and kind of expanding onto that, part of the reason why that's so important is it makes you accountable and it makes sure that revision actually happens. When you're on call and say you've got four long days in a week and then you're on call the following weekend, it can be really easy to let a couple of weeks slip by and you realise you've actually done nothing. So once you set the dates in, you keep them and it keeps you on track and your buddies on track. And sort of along those lines, how often do you revise? It basically depends on the person, how close to your exam is. But we've found that to begin with, starting little and often. So say one evening a week to begin with is what you do together. And then maybe you'll do a bit of reading in your own time. And then as you get up to your exam and as your buddy and you need more support from each other and more time in the hospital, then you set those times more often. And it's it's also something that has to be flexible between you guys. So you it's near impossible to say, we'll always do Mondays because you'll always have on calls or I'm starting tennis lessons and that might get in the way. So you've just got to work together and be accountable, be there for your buddy. My favourite thing about that is that Becky is actually starting tennis lessons. That's not a joke. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. The importance that finding routine is actually very difficult is really important because we've all got shift patterns, often got on calls. So making it more ad hoc is sometimes more beneficial for both of you. Yeah, completely. So our next tip is keep it moving. And this is particularly important if, for example, like Becky and I, you're particularly good pals, you can whip up a conversation out of anywhere, then obviously it's great to revise with your friends. But it's really important to keep an eye on how long your revision session is taking. And it's really important not to get distracted. This is even more important if you're already friends with your buddy. And it can be really tempting to start having a laugh, start talking about your plans for the weekend when this is time you have specifically set aside to revise. And part of that, even if you're really good friends with your buddy, 
is still to keep them on track as well and say, right, we've got another patient to see. We've got to go to this ward or we've got to go to this bed space to make sure you are keeping on track and using your time effectively. There are other times to meet up with your buddies and eat, drink and be merry, but revising for paces isn't the time to do it. Stay focused on the task at hand because the worst thing is to get to the end of the revision session and feeling like you've wasted not just your time, but also the time of your buddy as well. And Becky, the next tip that we've got is also related to using your time effectively for both you and your buddy. Yeah, completely. So big tip number five is agree on your goals together. So what you're actually trying to get out of the time that you and your buddy have together might be the same for both of you. You might need different things at different time points. So it's really important that before you start your sessions together, find out actually what they need. So, for example, if you're both just starting out, maybe you're going to be a bit more casual. You just want to see some patients have some good signs and try and practice picking up on the signs because that's what you want to get your ear out for is a good murmur, for example. But when you get closer to your exam, certainly what or I wanted is I wanted somebody to be like an examiner and almost each patient was like a practice exam. Similarly, when I did revision with a friend of mine who was a cardiology reg, she told me that when she would practice presenting her examination findings with her reg at the time, every time she got it wrong, her reg would say, nope, start again, nope, start again. And that's what she found really helpful. For me, that would have made me fall apart. So it's what you need for each of you is what is important here. This is particularly important when one of you has had enough. Paces is a long road and it's a lot of evenings in the hospital, quite late. We both have to come into work the next day. So if one of you has clearly had enough of the day, you're not going to get anything done by dragging them around anymore they're not going to be a very good buddy and you're going to find it frustrating so if one of you is done then you have to remember to call it similarly if one of you is lagging but you know they've got it in them they might just need a really positive attitude then that's your time to say no sam we can do this you're not tired one more keep it going and you will get there so what you need from your session is really important and it's important to know it ahead of time the other important situation where, where this comes into play is when there's quite a gap between where you might have your exam and where your buddy has their exam, because your goals at those specific times might be very different and you might be in different stages of your revision process. And then the next thing we thought it was important to talk about is when you actually observe each other performing in these stations as the candidates, giving feedback to your buddies is so important because that's the only way that they're going to pick up on any development points that you're going to give them. So tip number six is give clear and specific feedback. I'm sure we've all been on the end of someone who has given us too much feedback and you just don't know what to focus most on. So what we would suggest is that you mention two or three things which are going to make the biggest difference to their performance. Listing off, you know, numerous very small things to do with the examination or the history probably isn't really going to make a huge amount of difference when it comes to the exam. You want to, which are going to make the biggest difference to their mark. 
one part of this is saying exactly what you observe and trying to be as objective as possible. This can be particularly difficult, especially if you're listening to heart sounds and lung sounds, which can be quite subjective. And when there's some discrepancy between signs, that can actually be really difficult. And it can mean you almost abandon the formality of the practice and basically just practice with your buddy and try and agree on some signs. And I think between us, we've definitely had some times when we've gone to examine a patient and we have, we think that we have found different signs and we've only examined the patient maybe five minutes apart. Yeah, definitely. It's particularly in neurology, that can be a whole kettle of fish. And then the last bit of this little section on specific feedback is it's all well and good being told that you've done a good job. And here is, what do you call it? Unpopular opinion. It doesn't help us to improve. It doesn't help us get better just being told that we've done a good job. And being a little bit harsh with our buddies is the way that you're going to get them to improve the most. So try and find something more interesting to say after a case like, yeah, good job. You got the diagnosis. It was right. Even if they finish with time to spare, try and pick up on the smaller things to really improve their performance, even if they've done a great job. Try and think of the really small things which are going to make the difference between a good candidate and an outstanding one. Yeah, I completely agree on that, Sam. And this is harder than you'd think. So Sam and I have both been teaching fellows. We've both done qualifications in teaching. And it is still hard having somebody look at you with all the hope in their eyes and it's your job to crush it a little bit. But that's that's how you are a good revision buddy, is saying these things are great. These are the two or three key points that I think you could really nail so that next time you're amazing. And then our next tip, Becky, is something which, to be honest, I didn't really experience during my paces revision, but it's something that I thought might happen or as a revision buddy, something that people could fall into a trap of, of acting like. Yeah, this was um, an interesting one because as Sam, as I, Sam and I put our list of tips together and then we merged them, I read this tip and I thought, oh no, what have I done? Um, but tip number seven is don't show off. We all have different things that we've revised at different times. So for example, I started with cardiology because I thought murmurs would be the hardest thing to find. And there was a brief period of time where I could have told you absolutely everything you wanted to know about aortic stenosis. But if I took Sam to see a patient with aortic stenosis and then gave him a brief PowerPoint lecture I'd memorized in my head about all the things I knew about it, that's not a good revision buddy. So if you know about something, that's great. And it means you can be a really good person to ask them questions and test how much they know. But don't take your buddy to see a patient just because you know a lot about it and you want to show them. It's easy to do by mistake, but um, try and be somebody's there to promote knowledge in your friend, not just show how much you have. I also think that that can be a bit of a nervous tick. And I definitely have encountered this in the past that when we're nervous, when somebody mentions a topic, it's instinct to think of, here are all the things I know about that topic and I want to say them out loud so I've still got them in my head. But actually, that's not very helpful for your pal. Yeah, and I think one of the things about this is that unless your buddy is extremely open to that as a learning experience, i.e. having 
a quick run through of a station which they're not familiar with at all. And actually they, they might know that they need to get up to speed on that. Then it might work quite well. But I just think in general, there is a potential trap to fall into where you use the opportunity just to show off how clever you are. But again, it hasn't happened to me. It was just a thought that crossed my mind, which I thought would be important to pass on. So tip number eight, Becky, I think this one in particular really made the difference for our pace revision. At least it did for me. I don't know what it did for you. I'll, I'll get your view on that in a, in a second. But part of it, I think, is actually getting out of the hospital environment. We've already spoken about how important station five is in this exam. It's about a third of the marks for paces. And some of the best revision that we did was actually not in hospital. And we essentially did like a mini round robin of going to each other's houses or flats. And one person who was hosting would cook dinner at the end of the night. But before that, we would do a little round robin of station fives and we would all write a scenario. And then we would, in our group of three, one of us would be the candidate, one of us would be the examiner and one of us would be the actor. And that's another reason why the rule of three just works so well. It also means that you don't have to cook for more than three people, which on a normal weeknight, I mean, I don't know about you, Becky, but for me, it's a little bit too much. But yeah, what did you think about that? Getting off the ward and, and making it sort of slightly less formal vision? Yeah, I I actually found that really helpful as well. And I think talking to other people who've done paces and you hear about the same the same things for Station 5 come up a lot. And Sam and I will talk about this later, but we've both been lucky enough to do paces more than once. Um, and certainly I had the almost the exact same station twice. So if you've had time to go through the important cases with each other it really does build your confidence and it also gives you an awareness of how much time you've got for station five so what does that actually feel like and also dinner is always good so we'll always encourage a revision that has snacks yeah and one thing which shouldn't be lost when you leave the hospital environment if you're acting as as an examiner you still have to be as strict as possible and especially with station five keep the timings strict because I think you, in that station in particular, the timing pressure is just so important to get right. Yeah, completely. I think on, on this topic, well, this topic is largely focused about getting out of the hospital. The one thing I, I would add is that you can do some revision in your actual work time. Because PACES and MRCP, it's part of your curriculum, it's part of your job. And it's not unreasonable on well-staffed days to actually say at half past three that you and your buddy are seeing some patients together if patient safely allows that and that's completely fine and you need to remember that you don't have to always be in the hospital until 9 p.m every day so that you can make sure that you've overseen the f1 yeah definitely agree with that and the other thing which is also true that i found and i'm sure you did as well becky is that if people know in the hospital in general that you are sitting paces you'd be amazed the number of people that seek you out to let you know about specific patients and also as a general rule the members of your team are quite understanding of how much that invades your life and how important it is for you to get the get that time in to try and examine patients and try and detect those all important signs 
Yeah, completely. Basically, because Paces is all you'll talk about while you're doing Paces revision, so your team will definitely know that that's what's on the brain. All right. And Becky, what is next on our list of top tips for being a good revision buddy? Well, I think a very important tip for you to be a good revision buddy is to be there for the meltdowns. Paces is a long road, and there are lots of reasons why you could have a meltdown on the way. There will be moments when your buddy loses faith in what they can do, or they have a crisis of confidence about their knowledge, or when the worst comes to the worst, they fail their attempt at paces. There is going to be lows and there is going to be highs, primarily Sam's cooking. And when you're in the same boat as your revision buddy, that camaraderie between you is really important. So be there for the difficult times and I'm sure they will do the same for you. Importantly, when Sam and I both failed at the hurdle the first time round, having somebody else to sit down with and go, man, this sucks, was really helpful. And also it made us really good revision buddies for each other the second time around because he knew exactly what we needed to cover, exactly what we wanted to do. And for us, that was really helpful. So be there, be there for your pal, even if it's only a brief moment of, I don't know how I can possibly do this. I always like to remember that everybody gets through paces. So why should we be any different? And similarly, Sam was also there for the good times. When you eventually pass, it's always more important to be there for the successes. And this is our final tip in being a good revision buddy is that you would have been on a journey with your revision buddy like no other you may have in the rest of your career. This is an exam which infiltrates areas of your life in such an invasive way. And my personal view is that in medicine, we spend so long looking at the horizon that we forget to enjoy the journey, Becky. Oh, the ruddy journey. What a delight. And I just sort of think we as medical trainees spend so long thinking about outcomes. And I think actually when we get there, we don't celebrate those enough. But in reality, the really important thing to do is make sure that when you pass, you make plans with your vision buddies. Make sure you go out, have some celebratory drinks or dinner with family or loved ones. I just think that's one of the most important things to make sure you draw a line under this revision experience. Becky, do you remember what you did when you celebrated passing paces? I think my celebration was a bit of a delayed one in that I had a family family dinner back in Scotland with my dad and my sister to celebrate really the Queen of Medicine that I now am. What about you, Sam? How did you celebrate the big achievement? I got hammered at a pub quiz. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Lastly, when you do celebrate passing paces, who knows where you might end up with your revision buddy. Maybe one day you'll end up being friends for life and one of you will invite the other to appear on their hit paces podcast. Oh, you can only dream. <laughs> so just to summarize everything we've gone through so far in this episode of the pre-paces podcast here are our top tips to be a great revision buddy and we're going to start with becky's first one number one three is the magic number keep your posse small and keep your posse focused tip number two be proactive make the whatsapp group Send the emails out to your registrar friends, to the body of consultants 
to build up that hospital community that are going to help you revise with your buddies. Tip number three, be reliable. Once you've made your dates for revision, they're set in stone and you've got to be there. Tip number four is keep it moving. Don't get distracted and think about plans for the weekend or start chit-chatting. Keep it focused on the task at hand. Tip number five, agree on your goals. Decide what you want your buddy to be and what you need to be to your buddy. Tip number six, give clear and specific feedback to your buddy. Make sure your feedback is the thing which is going to make the biggest difference to their performance. Tip number seven, don't show off. This is not your time to make a display of what you know. It's your time to help somebody else learn. Tip number eight, get off the ward. Whilst it's important to examine as many patients in hospital, revising for station five can often be done from the comfort of your own home. And our final tip number nine, be there for the meltdowns and be there for the successes. And I think, speaking of successes, Becky, as your first appearance on the Pre-Paces podcast, this has been a resounding success. We are just about out of time on this episode of the Pre-Paces podcast, where we have had my very own revision buddy, Dr. Becky Crook. Thank you so much for joining us, sharing your expertise on how to be the greatest Paces revision buddy. Oh, thanks, buddy. I look forward to next time. It will be great to have you back. But for this episode, we are just about out of time. So guys, don't forget, if you really like the show, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at prepacespodcast or on email. It's prepacespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. And we will see you next time on the Pre Paces Podcast. <laughs>